0: Lost Talk Radio.
1: Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Techneesha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Today is May the 21st, 2014, and you're tuning into to another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha. And it's a beautiful, glorious day today. I'm so thankful that all this week we will just have sunshine in Georgia. Amen for that. Um, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm a little tired. I've been overwhelmed. I guess I'm doing too many hats at one time. But um, hopefully I'll be able to get some rest. Uh, while I'm waiting on my guest, Dr. Paul Reginald South. Um, I will hit you with the song, The Prayer, at the moment. Please, don't be afraid to call in at 347-426-3751 if you feel that you want to ask me anything or if you just want to get something off your chest. I'm here to do that as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this song.
1: You see your show. Okay.
0: All right. That was the prayer, and that's what we all need in our lives. On the air with me is, do- is Dr. Paul Reginald. He is the author of a great, great book, and I hope many of you do follow along with us today. Um, and if you feel like calling in, please do so at 347-426-3751. Um, his book is The Ministry Ministry, oh, excuse me. It's all about networking in the ministry area, So, and, and it's a study guide. But it, it's a great study guide, especially if that's the area that you really want to go into. But So I don't put my foot into my mouth. I'm going to let Dr. Styles tell you more about it. Dr. Styles, if you don't mind, tell us more about your background and your book as well.
1: I sure will. Thank you for giving me the um, opportunity to speak with you. And to our listening audience, yes, my name is Dr. Paul reginald I am the author of the Ministry of Networking, Mentoring Study Guide, Identifying the Core Passion of Networking. That's my latest book. I'm also a business coach, and I work with individuals from around the country, and then I'm an entrepreneur. I work with a number of different businesses, large and small. And business is my passion, teaching, coaching, and working with individuals to try to connect and build alliances. I'm from the state of Pennsylvania. I've been born and raised in Pennsylvania. A family man. I have three children. I love community work. I love working in the ministry arena as a assistant dean of a Bible institute, as well as entrepreneur of various online businesses. Reading, writing, and teaching are some of my core passions. The Ministry of Network and Study Guidebook was designed and created for the purpose and objective of recognizing that many African American men around the country have been lost in the battle of life, have given Mm -hmm. up, have not been associated with success. So my first step was to recognize as a black male some of the issues that men of color face and how it affects their family and their community. And when you take an individual who is down and out and has lost focus It's hard to regain what we know from the cultural heritage of our being, that kingdom and that queen-like concept of living. So it started to blend the components of ministry, because I believe wholeheartedly ministry is a way of living. It's everything we do in life, from relationships to respecting one another to following the universal laws of life and then blend it with strategies and components of business, which is where the networking, marketing world of business comes from, looking at the business component, looking at how we can be successful, professional, and whatever trade or skill we have. Blending them together is what we create and call the ministry of networking. If we understand that business and networking is a ministry, then we will deal with it in a different way, in a form, and fashion. Yes, I know as a business professional, we're taught it's all about the profit margin, the bottom line. But in the spiritual life and ministry, we recognize it's about being a humanitarian. It's about service. It's about recognizing that the gifts and the skills you have is temporarily It's there for you to monitor, and manage as a steward for others. So if we can put that together into our business mindset, now we find a different objective and different purpose for serving in our business. So it's okay to be a successful business person. It's okay to strive for wealth and prosperity provided we have the spiritual ministry umbrella that undercodes everything we do. So that's the summary framework of why the book came into existence. And oh, the mentoring piece of it, we broke it down into seven steps where mm-hmm. it's easy for an individual to understand, to follow, and to use. Because I wow. believe we have to do action. Whatever we talk about, whatever we believe in, if there's no action behind it, it's just another day that's born by.
0: Right. Now um, Paul, what are really the seven steps that you orchestrate in, in your book?
1: Well, what we outline in the book, the seventh one deals with the Afrocentric being, recognizing that every one of us came from the mother continent and in the beginning, we got to recognize that we were created in the image of the creator, and we had the abilities and the mindset and the wisdom to do all things. So bring us back to Afrocentric thinking. So that's the first step. It's more of a history lesson. The second step goes into what we call changes. Change is something that, especially in the business world, many people are afraid of. We're afraid to change our habits, our ways, our strategies, our planning. So we continue to become traditional in everything we do. In this step, we recognize that change is a good feat to have. The ability of change allows us to grow. So we deal with that in the second step. In the third step, it deals with the process of going through The through process. And every growth pattern in life, from a baby, growing up to be a child, to an adult, they have to go through various issues in life, various circumstances, various opportunities. So the through process is to say to the individual reader, yes, there's going to be hard times. Yes, there's going to be times you feel like giving up. There's going to be circumstances that come in your life that make you think that the going through is necessary and, and allow us to go forward to be who we are to be. So it's another good thing is mentoring people to understand the processes that you go through are temporary, but you must go through them in order to accomplish and achieve your goal. So that's the third step. And then the fourth step, it deals with the interculturalness. We live in a global society today. And we can no longer think that our community is just like us, the way we think, the way we look, the way we act. The interculture we have to understand, we have to take time to understand other cultures. We have to find ways to blend and work together. We have to build and leverage what we have against another so that now we can work together as one true community. So step four goes into the interculturalness of recognizing our neighbors, not just next door, around the corner. It could be in the next continent. Then step five gives with objectives. Once okay. we come to understanding of this is where we came from, these are some of the things we want to do, then we have to find what's our objective, what's our purpose, why are we striving for what we're striving for. You say you want to have a career in such and such a thing. Why? You say you want to build a family and start a community fund. Why? We have to always have a purpose. So the objective really defines do we have a purpose for how we think? Are we passionate about what we are doing? And then can we define it so that we can share it with someone else? So that deals with step 5. And then step 6 deals with networking now we bring it all together and say now let's talk about networking let's talk about how you and I can work together to create something bigger because many times especially in business individuals grow with the understanding that this is my project this is my business I thought about it all by myself I'm going to do it by myself but there's nothing new under the Sun whatever we thought about today Someone else has thought about it many thousand years ago, and they've done things, and it comes full circle. So we need to connect with other like-minded people who think or want the same type of goals and passions that we have so that we can work together. We have strength in numbers. So networking becomes that team-building component, and we talk about that in step six. And then in the final step, which is called the ministry, is now we take all those concepts, all those strategies, and we show individuals, now just take a little bit of wisdom and match it with all those other steps to really see now what the divine creator had in mind for you. Now let's recognize that we may become skillful and talented with gifts that we thought we did on our own, but there's a higher purpose for it and that's by way of a ministry. Each one of us should have a ministry that we do daily. It can be called many different things, names, but it's a ministry because it should always be about what can I do to help someone else. If we take whatever we do selfishly and think it's just about us, we lost the picture. What we have in life is not for us. It's for us to to use to benefit others who may not see the light or understand their purpose. So that's how we continue and follow through the book to the last step by giving people. Now, now you have a ministry. Go forward, activate it, and begin your journey.
0: Well, see, this is a good thing because this, is, this also helps people who may not be as spiritual and get them on the right path, and especially with networking. So I, I, like, I like that idea. How far, um, so, so far, what has been the feedback off your book?
1: Oh, the feedback's been uh, super to the point, not only in sales, but pretty much, and I'm speaking humbly, everyone who reads the book to his entirety come back with a freshness of joy in their heart. Right. It's not that it's something new that's never been heard before, but the way that is presented, it gives people that self-motivational point that is so dormant in our lives. See, as a coach, many people look at mentoring as we have to go out and help people, we got to encourage them, we've got to motivate them to think, to react, to be happy. However, that doesn't work always because my past, I went through that process. I went through every symposium, every workshop, every seminar with all the great giant speakers and talkers around the country for years. And one of the things what happened when I came out of that seminar, that workshop, I would go home and I would say, now what? I exactly. was pumped up, I was excited, I felt good, I brought videos, and I said, now what? I'm still I back who I was. So what I found from different dialogues, and we do have feedback, regular feedback, so we have a conference line, we have a networking line, we have a teaching line where we invite those when they purchase the book, to stay connected, and that's part of network building, is that they now find a sense that they understand what self-mentoring is, how to mentor yourself daily, how to get up and motivate yourself without being dependent on someone else. And when you have the opportunity to network with someone else, it becomes a double blessing because now you already feel good now you connect with someone else, and then you feel great. So the feedback has been very good, positive. I've been getting many requests for people to come and speak on tour with some, in, some of the different organizations. Uh, some of the schools, I've been presenting the workshops in small groups as well as large groups. And that's really what my goal is, to travel in this talk about the mission. It's not necessarily the book itself, but the concept of what the book talks about. So it's been very positive.
0: And that's I love that idea because I was following one of the the ladies on Facebook and that's what she was saying in her video. She said, I could do all these tours all day and you're not going to probably get nothing out of them but maybe a book signed but you're still not going to be helped individually. So what she's going to start doing is a breakthrough and she's going to have a three-day breakthrough and certain cities around the country, around the world, whatever. And that way you can be able to talk to her one on one. And I like the idea that you wanna that you definitely want to do that because you do. You go to them seminars and be so many people. How can they really focus on your actual needs? They're talking to so many and I, my needs are different from everybody else's needs. So, yeah, them seminars they just they just get you in there but they're not really helping you and they're not seeking out that certain problem but, I feel like with you, Paul, that this is your task, like when Moses was called by God to lead Israel back to God and demonstrate who God was to the world, I feel like that's your your mission to do with us to lead us back to help us to get us out there to show us this freedom that we can get if we redeem ourselves.
1: I say to that I mean, it's a great comparison to say, you know, be like a Moses because that's an inspiration in itself, knowing that you're there to help guide folks and come to full understanding of a bigger cause. So I appreciate that and that is part of my mission and what we call a movement is the ministry of and is a movement within itself and we connect it by doing a few other projects that allow others to blend in. So that is a true statement there.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Now, if if someone really wanted to just get part of your organization, if they wanted to start getting into network, how would they be able to go about doing that?
1: Well, good question, because one of the things which started with the Ministry of Networking book, yeah. from that we felt in order to give people the sense of really that this mentoring step, seven-step process really works. We have to create something to show people that it exists in the natural. So from a lot of the inspiration and the creativity around the book, we also established an association, which is called the Spirit of a Dove. Black Entrepreneurs' Association. And what that association is about is about exactly activating what the book prepared everyone for, being involved with an association of like-minded people from all over the country who are striving for a better feel of their purpose, their passions, and working with other people to build alliances and to show true network and harmony. So how we connect people is we introduce them to the association and I can give you how an individual can connect with the association and that starts the process. And it's simply going to our meetup website, our meetup website, which is www the word meetup, M E E T www.meetup.com forward slash S like in Sam, O like in open, A like in apple, D like in David, N-E-T-W-O-R-K, the word network. So once again, yeah. it's www.meetup.com forward slash S-O-A-D network. That will connect you to the association where you can visit, you can sign up for a temporary free membership, get exposed to the mission, the movement, the people who are connected. And once you join that meetup site, you will be given a communication or follow-up call from one of the leaders to set up a orientation interview. With that individual. We believe in every single person being heard. We are here, what motivates you, or what you are striving for, or maybe what you are seeking. Then we will follow up and start introducing you to the whole world of the Ministry of Networking, which is our weekly training calls, our radio shows, our news pamphlets, our events, and then. If you're local within the Pennsylvania area, you have a chance to sit down face-to-face with our leaders and even myself. Oh, and then we, start, then we start looking at what is it that we can do for you. That's our first question in the network. How can we help you? And once we find that out, then we start building an alliance. We start building the bricks for a prayer to say, we're going to support wherever your endeavors are, and we would like to introduce you to what our mission is so that you can support us. And then we say to the individual, well, maybe they don't have a business already. Maybe they never thought about becoming an entrepreneur. So then we start recognizing that and start giving them recommendations of some of the pilot services that we are affiliated with or have embraced to give them some training, some experience, some exposure, into the world of networking, into the world of entrepreneurship, into the world of just being aligned with other like-minded individuals. So that's one way of connecting. And the second is by calling our message line, where you can leave a message for a follow-up conversation or introduction, and that's our message line, which is 267-267 two nine eight three oh two six seven two nine eight three oh two oh and they will just leave a message on that message line, their contact information and someone will return that call to get them orientated to how we can be connected.
0: Oh awesome. It is very awesome. I love, I love that. Do you also when you um, do this network do you hold like educational events as well?
1: We do We do a threefold process. What we label in our association is we are about wealth, health, and image development. Wealth is where we introduce people to various income streams if they' are looking for part time opportunities or just how to make money as they grow their career or find their passion. Health, we do various seminars and workshops about health. Health is so prominent today. Many of our people all over the country are losing their lives due to this bad health habit. So we have many of our members who are alternative health professionals. We get into how to measure and monitor your health, and connect you with people that can monitor and give you good advice from beyond just the traditional medicines that people are associated with. And then our third is the image development, which is all about education. It's all about development, personal development. People who need more knowledge in a certain field, people who want more spiritual development. People want this personal understanding of what's good, how can they live a wholesome life. So those are the three components that center our whole movement, health, wealth, and image development.
0: Oh, now, Paul, I also wanted to ask, do you work with teenagers as well or younger than that?
1: We do. I mean, I actually, when I go out and speak, my speaking engagements range from elementary school students, I'm talking about kindergarten, up to our senior citizen centers. And we just break it down because every facet of life is important. Of course we tailor what we do to each group, but I'm a frequent speaker at libraries, educational centers, small elementary schools as well as senior centers where we give them advice on things that they need. And then the general audience of people who are thriving in their careers, professionals, ministry, all components. And it's not just myself involved. So there's many people in our association who are skilled in various areas. So we have a team of people that we can pull from. And we're always growing. We're always looking for new people with skills and talent that want to tap into what we're doing and make their services available to others too. So. We cover the whole gamut from infancy to expertise.
0: Okay, now see that—that's definitely a while right there because we got so many children out here who need to be grabbed. I mean, and they go really when you're in school, you just go through so much, and that's relating to them. I think that they can understand that against somebody who I'm been through the ups and downs because you have been through obstacles, obstacles yourself, right, Paul?
1: Oh, definitely, and daily. We have them every day, and and I look at them all as other steps in life, you know, life issues, and it's part of going through process, and I try to as much as I can, and we try to teach this. Whenever we have circumstances in life that affect us, it's an opportunity to grow again. It's an opportunity to take a step back and pause and say, okay, I made a mistake here. This is not good, going well. I feel sad today. But there's always a positive outcome that you can take from that lesson as long as we treat it as a lesson learned and not a tragedy.
0: Right. Cause, I mean, I, I get tired of seeing this generation dying, hurting, and they'd be so hopeless. But with that that you're doing, I mean, hopefully we can get to all of especially our black males. We definitely need it. Um it's too many of them going to jail right now. Oh, and yeah. It's very that The rate is just going up and up. I mean, yeah, we got our Caucasians. They they go too, but it's just, it looks like it'd be targeting our black youth so much and our women too. So all that you're doing right now, that's the desire to be used through God. So I'm very happy that you're doing this, speaking to thousands of kids. We do. um, So Besides that, are we do we have anything else planned in the future? Or another book, any more seminars that people can catch up?
1: Definitely, definitely. And it's it's a challenge because when you're out in the field a lot, it's hard right. to stay creative. But as we speak I have two new books in the makings. Um I'm hoping to have them ready for publication. by the fall of this year. One is a book dealing with perceptions. It's called Perceptions, Myths, or Reality. And it's basically quotes and statements that we tend to take for granted, and there's a story around each statement. So the inspiration behind it is, I'm sure you're aware there are many quotes and books of various degrees in the market that people buy poetry sayings and statements and proverbs and I grew up reading a lot because I started out doing poetry when I was young and for many years I would say I'm always looking at other people's quotes and then when they say it sometimes it's like people they make a lot to do about it and then I say wow, I could do the same thing. I have a like mind. I have wisdom, and sometimes we use these in different. We do them in different spectrum. That we have to. Always know that there's others, and we have to be stay creative with it. So, this book came about as a way of, wow. Let me take a lot of the expressions I had over the years statements and teachings and put them into a booklet so that those who've been following can be blessed, but not so much so that they can quote me, but so that they can be inspired to know that I can do that also. Why? It always it always baffled me when I went to a workshop or a service and someone was quoting a statement that was 102 years old, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that was a nice statement, but there are people who are talking every day and making quality statements that need to be heard and need to be expressed. So we can start making it more modernized where when I go to that sixth grade class and I start asking them a question, give me your favorite quote, make it up, let me how you see how you think, and then put that into a publication. That's going to be more inspirational to those young people than me giving them a quote about someone who has been going on for three or 400 years ago that they have no recollection about. So that's exactly. one of the projects right now. The second project is a, as a as one of my backgrounds as a musician and mm-hmm. composer is to create a children's music song book.
0: Oh, okay. don't
1: so see a whole lot about today. And coming up in the church, I played and compose a lot of children's songs and Many years, people were always asked, do you have a CD out for it? But that was not my drive. I just like playing and working with children and music. So I thought about it and then contemplating with a few people about six months ago, and we said, why don't you put together a book where the songs that maybe a lot of young people never heard or don't know about put into a format along with a CD so now they can hear the tune and the melody, plus learn the song, and then another way of being inspirational to teach them to create their own music. So that's another project we're working on. Yes. Yeah. Then with the organization, we do have some major events coming up. We have one where we have... The association itself has four major events a year. We have a summer picnic, which we're hosting, and a family amusement, Carnivals, a family park, on July 20th of this year, and it's a day where everybody's calm, it's an old-fashioned picnic, you bring your food and excitement, and they have barbecue kits, it's free to go into the park, it's free parking, and you just pay for the amusement that you choose to use, compared to some of the amusement parks, you got to pay 30 $40, up to $60 just to walk in the door. So this is, gives people to come out and just have a great fellowship, it's in Central PA, so we have that every year, so that's coming Sunday in July 20th for the whole day. And then we have a seminar workshop that's usually scheduled around, around um, education in the fall, September, October. Then we do an adult event into the winter around December, January, more of a showcase and party, nightlife to again, have a social environment for adults. And then in April each year, we have our annual award ceremony. And the award ceremony is the Spirit of a Dub Awards, similar to what you would call your Grammy, your Academy. So we have our own version. And we recognize individuals in various fields of business and entrepreneurship all over different communities. And we just say thank you for being who you are. And we invite people. We do a semi-formal affair and have entertainment and caterers and it's a very nice event so those are the four signature events we do yearly and then in between there is various workshops and meetup sessions that we have from our members but that's all okay. right our, our calendar at the moment
0: well, oh okay well look like you got your hands full I do like the fact that you're trying to change up everything for the children because I was thinking about that like Times really have changed from when we were going to church, like, and you figuring out what's happened. But it's just the language barrier. Like, you can't sit there with my eight-year-old twins and explain to them about no Moses, um, they even try and try to save people in Israel. They'll look at you like, okay, um, I'm, I'm not following. And I think that's why everything is changing. They got all the more of the, uh, we, I guess, more of the hip hop gospel songs because that's the only way that we really can communicate with these children really we got to stay relevant to what they're used to um, and and I think that's a good idea having having a, a church what was that you said a book of songs for the children church songs
1: yes right
0: and, and, and it do. changes up slightly
1: too because you're making a, a great point and I wrestle with it all the time because I play in the church every week I play with different choirs, and our young people, especially our young teens, they no longer have an interest in the traditional old no. songs.
0: That's boring. And yeah.
1: they want to advance to the modern-day popular music, which I, I wrestle with that. I mean, I, I understand it. I play both. But I wow. try to entertain to the young people, enjoy your youth. Stay young and fresh. Enjoy the music that inspired children to see life in a different view, versus trying to advance to adulthood so fast. You're missing out on a good thing. So, what I did, and it it's been so, it's been very effective so far, is I've taken some of those old children's music songs that we had in Sunday school and church growing up. And I introduce them to our young people. And some of them say, oh, I heard that song before. But what I've done is compose it differently, a different arrangement, to show them you can have positive children's songs but doing it in a different style that's still fresh. But now you keep your youth intact. And that's what a lot of people need to do. So I went to the elementary school and. We did a workshop, and I had my book, and it talked about networking. But then I said, I'm not going to talk about the book today. I'm going to talk about music. And the whole workshop was about showing them how to create children's songs themselves. And they loved it. It was so inspiring. They never felt that, wow, you know, that was the little jingles that made them feel so good. And they kept singing it all day, took it home to the parents. And they said, well, what do you learn that? And I gave them little scripts of, here's a song that we just created together. If you do more of that, you don't have to try to grow up some fast. Just have fun while you can.
0: Right. And that's, that's what my mother, you speaking of just like my mother, stay young. They enjoy your life as much as possible because when you get there, you're not going to want to be there. Trust and believe me, sometimes I wish I can go back to being a child. It happens so quick. We always want to be so grown so fast because we think that we don't want to follow the rules. Man, it don't matter if you're older or not, no matter if you're 70 or 80, you're still going to follow somebody's rules. The yeah. law, you've got to follow their rules or end up with a ticket or end up behind jail. But yeah, I'm glad that they found that musical stuff very tasteful because it's it's very hard because you do got your baby boomers who want to stick to traditional ways. But we got to get through these children, and if that's the way, we have to do it by tweaking, by tweaking that music, adding them drums, adding a few beats at, in the chorus in the church. Then go ahead because it's it's a major difference in our language barrier. These children, like you said earlier, Paul, they're not understanding. When the way we learned you know when we grew up in church you had to sit there and you better be paying attention but it's, it's totally different because mine be sitting in church they'd be looking like i'd be like pay attention
1: mm-hmm. they'd, be, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they'd be running
0: the ground and everything but as soon as they get to playing that music they'd be happy i'd be like oh thank you jesus they playing music now they don't stay on the beat but other than that they don't be saying nothing else but paul i i just want to say i Thank you for really coming on to the show and sharing this with us. And I hope people do go out and grab your book. As a matter of fact, where can we get your book again?
1: Yeah, and you can go to the website also. There's another website, which is yes, the whole word spelled out, the ministry.com. That will take you right to the site directly, the ministryofnetworking.com. Also, you can go to Amazon. There's a few other uh, book sites that you can find it. But if you really want to get it direct from me, mm-hmm. you would go right through our association site, which is the Spirit of a Dove. It's dot com forward slash SOAD network. SOAD is the initials for Spirit of a Dove. Then you'll get a personal copy Because what we have in our network, everyone who comes to the network, all of our training classes, the Ministry of Networking is a required textbook. We also have a a required textbook in our Bible Institute, where it's used as a class to show people who are studying the Bible, who want to be pastors, evangelists, and teachers, that this book is another sequence of understanding the things they need to go through, because as a minister, you're not just ministering to save people. you got to minister to the world. So you need to understand how the world works and how business components come together. Because you can be an evangelist, you be a minister, and you're thinking you're just in ministry. But there's also business because you still got to make sure you cover your expenses. you still got to promote your call. you still got to organize and plan and be a business person as an entrepreneur or as an organization, as a church. So it fits those modes. So we always try to think that I'm not the business person, but yet you are. Because even we look at the life of, if you're a Christian, Jesus Christ and the disciples, they had a business, they had a network. That was like the first Christian network you can think of. They worked together and they all had different tasks. But they was a team doing what they needed to do together.
0: And I think a lot of people don't think that because you are a minister. Oh, it's it's not the money making. Yes, I mean, money is not everything. But I mean, you got to look at it. The pastor has to eat, sleep, and everything else. He pastor has to have still bills to pay. So, yeah, I do understand that it is business as well as you preaching a word. But you want to yeah. preach the. Word, because you know everybody be false prophets. So, just make mm-hmm. sure that you find the one to preach the word to you. Um. So, my question is, Paul, too. How long you been doing this? How long you been ministering?
1: Well, I first I started out in business as an entrepreneur. My first business entrepreneur when I was eight, sixteen. Okay. I started teaching in church when I was age 16 as well. So my ministry and business has always been parallel pretty much all my life for the last 40 years. And within that, I've been able to do so many things. God has gifted me with so many talents and skills that I've been just utilizing all of them as much as I can. So it's been a good for the business on the upscale over thirty years. Coaching, wow. mentoring, and ministering. But teaching in the ministry's been almost close to forty years.
0: Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, what made you actually want to get what
1: made you want to get into it? Well, when I was a youth wow. I was one, first I didn't I never knew my father start there, so I grew up as a child, the oldest of six, and the next child, my sibling, is 10 years difference. So I grew up young and had to manage the house early in life. And I was very shy to the world. I was kept under my grandma's umbrella and as a teenager I went through those ages, stages of not being accepted, not being wanted, shy, not involved with a lot of the outgoing things, that I I felt the need one day and I connected spiritually to self motivate myself to be get out of that shell. I had to almost psych psychologically get me out of that shyness to become someone who wanted to stand out. So I kind of forced myself through a number of processes, and through that process, I changed from becoming that humble, quiet little boy who couldn't talk to one person eye to eye to where now I wanted to talk to millions. I wanted to go out and tell my story. I wanted to share everything. So it gave me the motivation to keep going, keep going. And the, I guess the point that kept me is, is when I committed my life to the Lord, I was around 21, I said that, Lord, whatever you wanted me to do in life, my answer would be yes. And I never came back from there. So I got so busy in life, doing everything I've done to this point, because I never said, no. Now, in business, that, that can catch up to you where it's, you can't always say yes. So I had to start managing that process now lately where I have to because I made myself too thin. But I, what started me was communicating and having a mental talk with the Lord. I said, Lord, what do you want me to be? What should I do in life? and i just kept going with that feeling and when i recognized i started studying the word and i started living out the scriptures and i felt compelled that well in this scripture says i can do all things if i trust and believe in you so i bet i believe that and then another scripture where it says if you honor your father and your mother You live long. I believe that. So I never feared death. I never feel given up because Bible said it was a promise that as long as I did those things, these things would happen. So that's been my drive. And so going back, the reason why is because I felt there was a purpose for me to be here. Because many of my friends I grew up with from school are not here anymore, and I always looked at the fact that that bullet that situation it could have been me and i was right there i right next to him yeah i came through the gang areas i came through a lot of the troubled times in life and always was spared somehow so that start waking me up to think well there's a, another purpose for me to live so let me just continue to live let me enjoy every moment i have in life and let me see what it is the outcome so that's my motivational tip. Enjoy the moment, recognizing that everything you do is going to eventually come to an end. So don't get caught up in stuff, material goods and the wealth, because all of it goes back to nothing. However, what you do to help others and if you can live out your true purpose and whatever your calling may be, that's a legacy that's long-lasting.
0: Well, i really I really think that is motivational enough doing what you're doing. God called you here at, on this earth to do just what you're doing. you spreading his love and his joy through so many other people and I hope they're getting I hope they're all taking it in and really getting what they need out of it but like I said earlier before we even had got on it. You know, it's a purpose for all of us down here Sometimes we don't know what the purpose is But we just have to give God the keys And let him drive We can't ask him the plan We just can't do that (laughs) That's not how it works He's not going to tell you the plan You just got to believe him just the same way As I said on my previous shows Um, Just like kids get in the car with us And they don't know where we're going They get in there because they trust us So that's the way you have to deal with God You just got to trust him and if you don't, mm-hmm. then then if you don't, then oh well. Because I got a young lady yesterday on my Facebook page, and I told my other guests about this yesterday because she was um, she ha- has HIV and she got it from her cheating husband from her cheating husband. And um, mm-hmm. the young lady put it on my Facebook. She was like, "Oh, I'll, oh, is that is more like it's a black thing?" And then she mentioned, what God did?" And I said, "You know what? We're not going to do this." First of all, you're not going to put that on my page, that negative stuff. And then when I went and checked out her page, I said, oh, kind of see now why you're in that area. Yeah, because that's the type of stuff you worship, and I don't I do not do all that. So I had to put up, I put up that bright list, clear as day. If you got to post that negative stuff, I don't mind what you believe in, what your religion is. I respect who, whatever you choose. But. You're not gonna pass that negative stuff off on my page or to me. I will boot you out quick as possible because I, I don't have time for that. If you answer Christ, good. All, all commands to you, but keep that to yourself. See, yeah. we need That's more so people. True. Yeah, we need more people like you, Paul. Spread the word. You don't have to just worship him on Sunday. Spread the word, because I'm saying the devil he's he's attacking, and don't think he does not be in church. He be in church. But don't give no reason for you not to go. That's A lot of people say, that, oh, the way the people are, I don't want to go to church. You're not there for the people. You're there to get the word. So don't worry about Tom, Dick, or Harry when you get to church. Just keep your guards up because he's there. He's praying every day. Every day you have to thank him for waking up. Thank God for waking you up because you could have been taken away in your sleep. So just a little things that we sometimes fail to to realize. We we fail to thank him so do that today, people out here. Just thank him because um, you never know what can happen. And as they always told me, tomorrow is not promised to us. We don't just live for today. day. But, um, Paul, I really do. I thank you for being on my show, honestly, because it's an inspiration. I love things like this to amp up the people and get them prepared and knowing the Lord more. I really do. And, people, I hope you go out and get Paul's book. It's It's awesome. Please do. Um, but Paul, did you want to leave the listeners with anything else that they need to know?
1: Well, I'll give my one last statement and if they... Uh, <laughs> oh. Also, I'll give an email address if that's okay.
0: Yes, sir, that would
1: be I'll fine. i give people an email. Uh, my email first is Dr. Siles. That's D like in David. R like in Reggie. S like in Sam. I... L like and Larry, E like and Edward, S like in Sam, Dr. Siles123 at gmail.com. That's Dr. Siles, 123 at gmail.com. Anyone who's interested in anything I've talked about or interested in how you can get a copy of the book looking at maybe bringing someone in for your special program, if you need a speaker, youth, adults, near or far, You the best way to get me is via email. I usually have email on me all day long. And I'll be glad to talk with anyone and have a conversation. The last words I'd like to share with everyone is everything has a purpose. And right. Time And I never feel that there's any accidents that happen daily. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm on this call, the reason I am your guest, we connected, and was the reason why we connected, and the reason why we connected today. So I feel truly in my heart that someone listening, it could be even us, there's going to be a follow-up where... A plan is in the May is there, but what needs to happen is for each one of us to have the faith and take the step forward to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this call. I'm going to send this email. I'm going to go to this website. I'm going to connect with this individual, whoever they may be, whoever you thought about, whatever you plan to do, and do it today. Because when you do that, you're now acknowledging that you've been searching, you've been seeking for something, and now you have the opportunity to find it. So that's my blessings for everyone who's listening to the call, even those who get this recorded message. Take action when you hear it, because when you hear it, that meant it's for you. But after it's gone from your hearing, it may not no longer be for you. Right. I thank you so much for allowing me to come on to your show today and sharing these moments with you. And I do hope and pray that we will commun- communicate regular on a-, on a basis and collaborate again in the near future.
0: Oh, most definitely. I stopped just because of the show. I love to stay in touch. So, people, once again, you have been talking with I, Technicia Day, and Paul Reginald-South. Please pick up his book, The Ministry of Networking, Mentoring and Study Guide, Identifying the Core Passion of Networking. And if you go to the website, TheMinistryofNetworking.com, you can find it on there, Uh, 1499. You get it today. I think it will help you, help our males, women, um, senior citizens, everybody out here. Please pick up the book today. But once again, Paul, thank you so much, and you have a blessed one.
1: You too. Thank you very much.
0: You are so welcome. Uh, For the ones who were chatting online with me, I appreciate you as well. And um, I know that you probably didn't get as much time to call in, but that's okay. You know this is always archived for you, so we don't just stop right there. Don't forget, I got my Facebook fan page as well, The Bright Style with Technicia. You can always see your comments. And if you want to personally hit me up as a friend, I'm on there as well as Technicia Day. I don't mind accepting friendships. Um, But I will see you tomorrow at noon. It might just be a little surprise. No guests on tomorrow, so we might just sit back and relax, get a cup of coffee. But who knows? I'll just see you tomorrow at noon. Just stay tuned.